What would you give in terms of advice to someone that wants to do the kind of freelance work that you're doing and doesn't have the reputation yet, doesn't have the experience or the gravitas to get booked, you know, the Today Show or wherever? How do you get in the door? It's very hard. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I want to say that in more of an encouraging way in that you're trying to do it right now and it's hard. It's not just you. It is hard. And I do think, unfortunately, for people today, it's even harder than it was when I started because so many people now want to be in this industry and there are different ways to go about it now. You can be a TikTok star. You can have a YouTube channel. You are an influencer. All of these things did not exist when I started. The biggest thing I would say is getting your feet wet and getting your experience on a smaller scale. How do you brand your way to hosting your own lifestyle TV show in a saturated media landscape? Well, you just heard some advice from this week's Bucket List Careers guest, and we have much more to come. Welcome back. I'm Krista Laurie. On this show, we're once again exploring cool gigs and the how behind monetizing your passion. This is episode three, and now I'm getting some feedback. Of course, that made me nervous at first, but it's been mostly good. Don't forget, you can give me constructive criticism. I'm down for that. I am brand new to this, coming out of a TV news career, but one of my former colleagues who worked behind the scenes on my daytime edition shift, just starting out, she told me something good and meaningful. And by the way, she's also launched her own podcast. It's called Unpacking Stories, so go check it out. She said, I like unfiltered Krista, maybe even more than news anchor Krista. And you know what? That was everything to hear that. I'll continue to work on allowing my personality to shine through. That's what attracted me to podcasts. But of course, while sharing these inspiring stories, that is my goal and helping you reach your career goals. Another person from my on-air past is today's guest, Justine Santanello. We did a demo segment together, and I knew she had something more than her big personality and infectious smile and style. It was that, of course, but also her branding strategy that's guided her career evolution to her current dream job. She's now hosting her own CBS show called Lifestyle Today. After more than a thousand network TV appearances, flying around the country nonstop, she was sharing top product suggestions from her client sponsors. That's how she got paid products otherwise known as her just-haves, and that was also the name of the website she created. So with Justine's just-haves, the name of her segment, she did regular spots all over the place, Access Hollywood Live, The Wendy Williams Show, Inside Edition, Fox and Friends, that's just to name a few of the big ones, and before that, countless local, smaller news stations. But there was a point in all this where she said, I'm not doing this on my terms. So she decided to pitch her own show in the highly competitive New York market, debuted it in the pandemic. It got renewed and totally took off. Justine, hi. It's so much fun to have you on the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This feels familiar though, doesn't it? I think the last segment that you and I did together, I was a daytime anchor and you came in and did a back to school fashion show for a cause. And there was like this really cute little child model that froze up on us and wasn't cooperating. Yes, I remember. But the segment turned out great. Everything you touch turns out amazing. In fact, I have a clip of that on my reel. Oh my gosh. Let's 
talk about you. You know, you're now a co-host and executive producer of Lifestyle Today, which is a fairly new show, correct? Yes. Um, and in fact, we actually just launched our second season and I am now the latest information. Oh, I am the full host uh, in addition to executive producer. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. That's an exciting development. So we want to take our listeners through your journey, your path and your pivots. You're in TV, you do a lot of branding, you combine those two. So we wanted people to learn from that. Let's start with your earliest career aspirations. Did you have a level of self-awareness in like high school or college that you were going to do this? You know, it's funny. I don't have a ton of memories, I feel like, from when I was a kid, but I do remember so vividly watching Home Alone with my parents and (laughs) saying to them, I want to do that. I want to do what he's doing. Interesting. Now, obviously at that age, I didn't fully understand what acting was. I'm not an actress now, but I always knew from a very young age that I wanted to be in front of the camera. I wanted to entertain people. I wanted to work in show business. So did you study broadcast journalism in college or what kind of training do you have, if any? Maybe you just jumped into it. Sure. So I went to Syracuse University. I Mm -hmm. studied at Newhouse, which is their communication school. Right. It's still one of the top universities, top communication schools in the country. When I went, I think Newhouse might have even been the number one communication school in the country. They have a long legacy. So they definitely set me up for success there. I majored in television, radio, film. They had very specific communication majors there. And they also had a great network of past students. So where are you now? Where do you work? And that allowed me to get one of my very first internships. I, of course, still had to go interview and, you know, be accepted, but I at least had from Syracuse that network to pull from, to find those internships. And that internship that I did my, I'd say junior year of college, that led to my very first job at a school. They hired me. Which was? Producer. It was used very loosely though, because I was just at a school. I was definitely the youngest, the low man on the totem pole. Maybe they were even calling me an associate producer at that time. Yeah. It was a broadcast PR company, which is very niche and obviously led me into what I'm doing now, where they essentially were producing and putting together what they like to call road tours and satellite media tours, which are all very specific terminology for this niche part of the business. Right. Essentially, they're placing lifestyle experts, food experts, parenting experts on local news shows, as you know, around the country. Right. So they did everything at that company. They picked the talent. They media trained the talent, came up with segments, wrote them, got the brands involved, booked the different stations, everything, every facet they did. So that was probably the best thing that could have ever happened to me because I learned everything there and I had my hands in everything. So you weren't on air at that point, but you learned how to book, how to book yourself, which you ended up doing, right, with JustTabs.com. So was that the next step? Was that the next phase for you? So I worked there at this company called Plus Media for probably seven years or so. I was there for a long time, but my role was always evolving. Associate producer, then producer, then production supervisor, and then 
funny how these things happen in life. Basically, a talent of mine that I was producing last minute could not appear at a TV station in Hartford, Connecticut. And we were booked. We had clients. We had to do this. And my boss came to me and said, you go do it. There you go. You wrote it. You're the one dealing with the clients. You can do this. So you took that opportunity. You seized it. You saw that opportunity. That's amazing. So that was actually your first television appearance ever. Yes. And now you have, I think, over a thousand under your belt. Oh, yeah. I mean, tons because that opened the door then. My boss knew I could go on air and do a good job. So he started then utilizing me and changing my role to be producer. I was still producing other people, but also producing my own content and going on the road for him. So the role really changed. And at the end, I was juggling producing and on air at the same time. And when I say on air, those were the good old days. <laughs> right. Where you interacted with people actually. Yeah. That and also though good old days, but also hard days where you were literally like George Clooney from the movie Up in the Air. I mean, you would go to a city, stay there for less than 24 hours, do your news segment in the morning, and right after you were done, travel to the airport and go to the next city. How many appearances would you do like twice a day sometimes? So we would do one appearance a day, but we would book 10 different segments. So at the thick of it, the hardest of it, I mean, five segments a week, go home for the weekend, five segments the next week, you know, on planes every day, rental cars, going from state to state to state. It was a lot. It was a good thing, though. I was very young at the time. I was in my very early 20s and I wanted to, you know, I was motivated to just keep going, but it it was a lot of work. Sure. And that level of experience makes you so comfortable in front of the camera, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's when you created JustHaves.com. Yes. Do you feel like that was the key to leading to what you're doing now, to becoming a host of your own show and this whole lifestyle concept? Yeah. So when I finally did leave the production company to pursue on air full time, that's when I started Just Have. So my husband and I were in our kitchen at the time. I don't even think we were married. He was like, you have to have a brand. You know, this has to be more than just you. You need a website. You need to get this business going. And we were talking about what it is and what I do. And we just thought, hmm, I talk to people about what they need to have, their must-haves. So let's play with my name and make it their just-haves. So yeah, it's great branding. It's pretty brilliant. Have to have it. We loved it. We registered it immediately. We got the site going. And listen, my website has been through many phases, right? When you're first starting, you don't have as much money. It's a little homemade. (laughs) Or like bare bones, right? Yeah. Exactly. But that's how it begins. You know, you have to start somewhere and just keep building. I mean, when my husband said to me at that time, leave the production company, go out on your own and do this, really do this. I was really scared and I was used to that comfort of you get a paycheck every week. You know where you're going every day. You have security. And although I wasn't making a lot of money at the time, it was still secure money. So to go on my own and be a freelancer full time was a huge jump. And anyone out there who is a freelancer knows it's very hard. It's not for everyone. You have to be okay with one month making great money and then two months, no money. And not knowing where the next gig is coming from and not knowing and 
you know, when you're a freelancer, you're the only one who is pushing for yourself. And that's not for everyone. And I'm sure in the beginning, that was the hardest to get noticed. What would you give in terms of advice to someone that wants to do the kind of freelance work that you're doing and doesn't have the reputation yet, doesn't have the experience or the gravitas to get booked, you know, the Today Show or wherever? How do you get in the door? It's very hard. I'm not saying it's impossible, but I want to say that in more of an encouraging way in that you're trying to do it right now and it's hard it's not just you. It is hard. And I do think, unfortunately for people today, it's even harder than it was when I started because so many people now want to be in this industry and there are different ways to go about it. Now you can be a TikTok star, you know, you can have a YouTube channel, you are an influencer. All of these things did not exist when I started So the biggest thing I would say is getting your feet wet and getting your experience on a smaller scale. You know, you're not aiming for the Today Show immediately. Right. Going to local news, as you know, is where it begins. And local news can literally be your local news station in New Jersey, wherever it is. And I'm not saying that that's going to be easy, but it's definitely your first place, I think, to start trying to get in with a local producer in your area at a smaller scale station and doing segments for them. And also knowing in the beginning what you're doing, you might be doing for free. The stations were not paying you to come in. That's the other part. This is a hard job to figure out. I don't get paid (laughs) by the TV stations who have me come on. You really have to piece things together. But I do think starting at local news getting there, going, tuning, fine-tuning your craft, your presentation, trying to make friends with people at the station, asking people if you can afterwards, how was that? How did I do? What could I do better? Trying to get from them, what kind of content do you need? What what should I be pitching you? Totally. Like what will bring me back here? And you know, also just how much we're doing on our own in terms of video, maybe just creating your own demo at home. You can definitely create video at home now. And I think especially because of COVID, it's a lot more accepted now. Yeah. However, when it comes down to it, eventually you are going to reach a level where people want to see you on television. They need to see you on TV. They need to see a clip. But like I said, so if you start smaller, start local, you do that enough, then maybe you could go to the bigger local station. They're not all created equal. And then maybe you're going to the next one. And, you know, you've done enough of them you start to build your way up. Well, let's talk about lifestyle today now. Yes. Was it something that you pitched yourself or were you hired by producers? Yeah. So lifestyle today is my baby. Basically had gotten to a place where I've been an on-air contributor for so many years now. And I've been very lucky to appear on morning news shows all across the country, some national shows, et cetera. And I love it. I really do. But it was time for a change. What time frame was this? Oh, gosh. I mean, Lifestyle Today just premiered in July. We were supposed to premiere earlier, but COVID hit. Right. So figure then maybe two years ago, only very new. Okay. I just got to a point where I needed something else. I had had a regular gig at QVC as well. And that for a long time was very fun and exciting and new. But I just needed something else. And instead of traveling like crazy to all of the different television stations across the country, 
being up all hours and in different time zones. I just wanted something also that was a little more appealing to my new lifestyle. I'm a mom now. I have a home. You know, I don't want to be gone constantly. I thought, what if instead of appearing on everyone else's shows, if I had my own show that I hosted and allowed other people like myself to come on to? And in the New York market, because New York is the number one market in the country. It's very difficult to get on. And I always thought to myself, my clients, my brands that I work with would love a New York market. How do I make this happen? So I and my team approached the people at CBS at New York and we talked about it and we developed it and they gave us the shot to do it. So yeah, this was kind of my brainchild. And I'm certainly not by any means saying this is some brand new idea, right? There are millions of shows all over the country, but it's mine, you know, and I, because I done this for so many years on the other end in all these different facets, I truly know about it. And I wanted to combine a little bit of everything into one. And why did you think now was the time? You just felt really it was about you being ready. Was there anything that you had to get over, fears you had to coach yourself out of? I want to share that with listeners too. Like whatever those roadblocks are, how do you get past them? I, again, I'm going to go back to my husband yet again, said, you can do this. You can do this. You can put this together. You can. And he said that for so long. Super and I, sweet. And that's okay. It's okay for it to be your husband who's the one who sort of just has you take the leap. Just sort of gives you the confidence. Well, because your partner, whoever that may be, they know you, you know, and they can see you from a different perspective that we don't see ourselves in. You know, it's very easy to, in this business especially, compare yourself to other people and get down on yourself and think you're not doing enough or you're not good enough. And it's easier for someone removed to say, you are good enough. You can do this. I've seen what you can do and don't be your harshest critic, which I'm guilty of that. Definitely. I'm a perfectionist and it's like, it's never good enough. I feel the same way about this podcast. Like I thought to myself, how am I going to do this? I have never done a podcast and you just kind of record yourself and it's good enough. It's good enough. And if people are interested, they will listen and you will find the right niche, you know? Exactly. Tell me about COVID and how the show has been dealing with that. Yeah. So we... We're in talks. We were planning. Uh, I think we were originally going to launch this past April. And obviously that kept getting pushed back because we were not physically allowed to go into the studio in Manhattan that we shoot right. from. Uh, Manhattan being such a hotbed also of COVID it made it even harder. So we had to just keep pushing back, pushing back. And then eventually when our studio said, we're comfortable with you guys coming in, if it's a very limited crew, we said, okay, we'll do it. We'll figure it out because we have to launch this show. We can't wait forever. You know, CBS, of course, was so understanding. They, they understand what's happening, but eventually you have to get the show on the road. And we had the option to do it virtually, but to start a brand new show virtually, I did not think was smart and was not how I wanted to begin. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, you know, the viewers don't know me and know the show well enough to want to watch someone from their home immediately. So we waited. I was very insistent on not starting till we could be in a studio. And listen, it's been 
difficult because we haven't been able to until very recently have guests in the studio. And that was supposed to be a huge component, right? Having guests with us, showing us things, doing demos. We can't have that really. Every now and then we can have one person in, but it's still very, you know, cautious, of course. And the roadblocks of then getting the show, getting CBS on board, getting the studio to then say, okay, let's, let's start. Then getting my brands, my PR clients who we need to bring in the revenue for the show, their budgets have now been cut in half. Some cut completely. Um, a lot of brands are not doing broadcast right now. It's just not a priority. So we had to first fight the hurdle of getting to get to production, then getting to get clients in. And listen, I'm not going to lie. There's been a lot of hurdles. I almost feel like every other month there's something we have to deal with. There's something we have to pivot. You know, we ended up changing studios halfway through our first season. Wow. Why'd you have to do that? It was just a scenario where it was best for us to move to another studio. But that process then in COVID of getting everything over and starting fresh in this new place with new COVID guidelines. And how many people are on your team? I know it's, it has to be a certain number and limited. Yeah. So currently we bring into the studio now, let's say myself, my two producers and an associate producer. So the four of us come in and then of course it's the crew from the studio. It's about seven people, maybe eight people tops in this space. So you're all wearing a lot of hats, I would imagine. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Normally we would definitely have a few more people, not a ton, but a few more people coming in to help out. Um, We would have guests in studio. We would have a lot more people around, but we're keeping it as tight as we can. Everyone is wearing masks, taking temperatures, getting COVID tested. So we're doing the best, you know, that we can, but COVID has definitely made it a lot harder. Well, how are you doing in terms of viewers? brag a little bit about Lifestyle Today. We're doing well. I mean, listen, if I keep saying if we can launch a show in COVID and make it successful and be making money, I mean, that's incredible to me. To do that in normal periods, I think is an accomplishment. Absolutely. I'm like, okay, if I could do this in COVID, I can do this. You know, it's only going to hopefully, I think, get easier and easier as COVID gets better and better, hopefully. So, We're on season two now, you know, we've made it here. We're growing our numbers in terms of audience every day organically, you know, we're not paying for advertising right now. So Mm -hmm. that's all from word of mouth and social media and people who know me. And, you know, yes, we lost my co-host also along the way. It's just me now, but I honestly feel all of this was all meant to be. And it's in the place now where it's supposed to be. I love our new show open. I love our new studio. I love everything about it. I mean, our first episode of season two, I co-hosted with Margaret Josephs from the Real Housewives of New Jersey. And we've had so many celebrities on and reality stars. And, you know, this is what I get to do. And that's, again, how you grow organically, right? Yeah. So you're crushing it. You know, if you had to choose like one or more listener takeaways from all of this, because I absolutely feel you are the poster child for a bucket list career. What would you tell our listeners in terms of monetizing, doing what you love and getting there? Even if it's just one takeaway. Monetizing what you love. I mean, if you are lucky enough to do that, you are one of the luckiest. Right. My father always said to me growing up that if you love what you do, you are not working. And that's the goal because 
Think of how much time we all spend at our jobs, so much time away from ourselves and our families. And, you know, if you can love that, then it doesn't feel as much of a dread every day to have to go to work. I think the biggest takeaway for me has been based purely on my own experience is that you are responsible for yourself and you are the one who's going to get you to the next level. Do not wait for anyone to help you. People say, especially in this industry, it's about connections and who you know. That is true to a level, but everything I have today is because of me, not because my dad's friend pushed me to the top of the line because I knew someone who knew someone. This is all because of me. It takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of strength. I have plenty of days where I'm insecure and I don't know what tomorrow's going to bring and I'm worried it'll all end. But at the end of the day, I'm the one who pushes this train forward. And when you do it that way, when you finally do get to your goal, it's so much more satisfying also to know I did this and I did it on my own. So you're your biggest advocate. Just keep pushing to what you know that you deserve. Amen to that. Justine, it was so great to have you on Bucket List Careers. Thank you for joining us and let people know where they can see Lifestyle today. Yes. So Lifestyle Today airs on Saturdays at 3.30 on WLNY CBS, which is in the New York, Jersey, tri-state area. If you don't live in that area, though, we're streaming on all the major platforms, you know, Amazon, Roku, Apple TV. We're on all of those. And we live stream all of our shows on YouTube. So you can catch it even right there. Couldn't be easier. And we're on social at Lifestyle Today Show. We're there. I'm there. Justine Santanello. I'm very much involved with the social on both accounts. So you want to talk, you want to chat, you want to maybe come on our show, talk to us, write to us. Justine's takeaway primarily is self-advocate. You are responsible for your success. Don't rely on anyone or connections or wait for opportunities. Especially, I think, in TV, many people think connections are everything. You're not getting on air without them. But Justine's journey had nothing to do with connections, just pure grit. I think I was even stymied by that at times, personally, or the feeling that my type, quote-unquote, wasn't in vogue anymore for local news. But I had to let that go and pivot. And Justine's right, it falls on you. We'll be back next week with a totally different type of guest with immense energy and talent who's making a huge name for himself in the fitness industry. I'm teasing you with that. That's it. (laughs) Remember, you can connect with me on social media to talk career evolutions. Just find Bucket List Careers on Facebook and Instagram. I'm on Twitter at Crystal Laurie. Don't forget to rate, review, and the big one, subscribe to the podcast. Thank you all for listening. An ironic media production. Visit us at ironicmedia.com.